Welcome back to Financial Therapy. It's not just about the money. I'm personal financial planner, columnist, and financial therapist, Rick Kaler. Research tells us that 90% of all financial decisions are made emotionally, not logically. For nearly four decades, I've been helping people make better money decisions. So what makes my financial worldview different from most financial experts? I blend the nuts and bolts of financial advice with the emotions that drive making them. Good money decisions are not just about the money. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, thanks for joining me for another episode and kind of excited about this particular episode because on July 1st, 2021, I became a certified internal family systems practitioner. It's something that I devoted about 15 months in getting the education and the experience to become certified, which was during the pandemic of 2020 and 2021. I actually started my training in London in February of 2020. And unfortunately, that became online training for the balance of all my trainings. So I did uh, level one, level two, level three training in IFS. And I'll talk about the requirements later, but but, uh, became certified in that process. Now, why is that important? I'm working on developing what I call IFS informed financial therapy, which is something to my knowledge that no one is doing in either the IFS or financial therapy communities. So it's a fascinating process. I have done IFS therapy myself for what about four and a half years right now. So just a a little background, you know, what is IFS, internal family systems? It's a form of psychotherapy that focuses on a client's internal parts and self. So anytime you said, you know, a part of me wants to do this and a part of me wants to do that, or a part of me thinks this and a part of me thinks that, it's addressing that idea. Uh, In IFS, the mind's considered to be naturally made up of multiple sub-personalities or families within each individual's mental system. So these sub-personalities take on different roles, such as an inner critic, an inner child. They also consist of usually a number of wounded parts and painful feelings that have been uh, held typically for a long time, like anger and shame. So the goal of IFS is to help clients access self, self energy, so that they can heal these wounded parts and bring their minds into balance. IFS is evidence-based, which means that um, it has some research behind it and is used to treat fairly large range of mental health disorders including anxiety, depression, PTSD, substance abuse, eating disorders, etc. And I want to add to that list are problematic financial behaviors, financial disorders, financial issues. So I think what's important to understand about IFS therapy is it's what's called non-pathologizing approach to psychotherapy. It doesn't attempt to diagnose a condition. It, like I said, it emphasizes the natural 
multiplicity of the mind. So the, the grounding assumption of IFS is that there are no bad parts of yourself. There's no parts to get rid of. That every part has a, a good intention was actually forced into a bad role, oftentimes early in life. So when we access this self, self-energy, we can help heal these wounded parts of us. That's the, the point of it. It's um, wanting to bring the whole system into harmony and uh, allowing a person to become more self-led, which the natural side uh, effect of, of healing the system is a reduction in problematic or symptomatic behavior, which I think when applied to financial issues is going to be a uh, healing of problematic money behaviors. Now, Richard Schwartz, and I, I've said this before in a previous podcast, developed IFS in the 80s. He was a family systems therapist that kind of stumbled into to this. As I said, the uh, IFS model has been used to treat a wide range of mental health diagnoses or disorders, if you want. Like there's been success in using it with anxiety and eating, depression, obsessive compulsive uh, disorders, self-harm or suicide, substance abuse. And it's been a, a very effective in treating trauma. But it's also been used to help people manage anger, uh, chronic pain. There's some studies on chronic pain, I think, on rheumatoid arthritis that IFS was successful in helping with that. Relationship issues, self-esteem, shame, stress management, a number of things. So I think we can add to this list of things that IFS can help would be financial disorders and problematic uh, financial behaviors. Things like workaholism, compulsive buying, gambling, hoarding, uh, financial dependence on people, uh, financial denial, underspending, overspending, financial enabling, financial enmeshment, uh, taking on a vow of uh, poverty, so to speak, uh, which is popular in the helping professions. Uh, squandering sudden windfalls and make just in general making poor financial decisions. Now, <laughs> I don't I <laughs> don't have any EBT evidence based evidence. This is <laughs> IFS informed financial therapy is not EBT based, right? I've just been doing this for maybe about the past year where I've been using IFS in conjunction with financial therapy. And I've, I've been doing this on a number of um, clients who agreed to join me in this process, this pilot process. All of the clients I've been working with have been trained in IFS. Many of them are in my level one training. And because they were trained in IFS, it really allowed me to test the pure application of the model. And I can say more about that in the future podcast. The typical session was around 90 to 120 minutes, consisted of two parts. The first part was getting into a financial question 
And then the second part was processing thoughts, feelings, internal conflicts that arose around that financial discussion with the IFS process. Now, again, this is all hearsay evidence, but it appeared all of my clients made significant progress on their financial issues. Let me read a couple of things that um, my clients uh, wrote to me, a few of them. One said that doing IFS informed financial therapy was life-changing, that it blends a deep inner work with wise and tangible financial next steps that can allow you to see results both internally and externally. As a therapist myself, I have parts that don't love looking at money, that just want to be of service to my clients. IFS informed financial therapy helped me shift and be with all of these parts, allowing me to be more financially abundant, which in turn allows me to share up more fully with my clients. I would recommend any well-being professional to do this work. Another one wrote, IFS informed financial therapy brings a unique blend of financial expertise combined with therapeutic support and attunement. I highly recommend it. Another one wrote and said IFS-informed financial therapy is a powerful mechanism for change. I've been amazed by the progress I've made in managing my finances since doing this work. I was quite avoidant, overspending in some ways, never looking realistically at my finances nor planning clearly for my future. I'm now handling my money much better. I have a vision for the future and a plan to get there. I've cast off some of the money habits and unhelpful mindsets I've had since childhood. This was a huge step forward for me in freeing myself to build wealth and well-being for the future. So some of the things that, that I witnessed with some of my clients that were doing this process, a couple of them had unexpected six-figure gifts while we were working together that definitely in one case uh, would have been spent but was largely saved. One completed a financial plan for the first time in their life. There was a general increased awareness of finances. One paid off some of the house mortgage early. And again, these are things that the parts of themselves wouldn't let happen prior to this. One researched pension options for the first time ever and added a significant sum to it. Another filed for a significant tax refund that previously would not have happened, filing for this refund. Uh, the parts didn't uh, feel that they really deserved it and that they were would be taking that away from others that needed it more. Another opened an IRA for the first time, uh, negotiated establishing a giving fund to charity with polarized parts that some wanted to give and some wanted to save, obtained disability insurance, uh, one purchased a newer car uh, just for him because everything else was in place financially and uh, it was a, as opposed to say a family car. And another decided to continue their current employment with new enthusiasm because of all the work with their parts. My next chapter in, in trying, trying this combination out is combining the IFS process with the financial planning process. Now, none of these people were I doing financial planning with. It was kind of a, a normal 
what's up for you financially and a discussion around that and then moving into the, to IFS. I was not doing financial planning for them. It was just more like what I call yellow pad financial planning. Uh, I have four clients now enrolled in the um, this new pilot program. Again, all of them are trained or have done IFS. And so they're going to do or undergo the normal financial planning process with one of my associates. And then I will do IFS informed financial therapy with them around things that come up in that process as part of the engagement. So I'm pretty stoked about that. All right. So let's just talk a little bit more in the weeds about IFS therapy. You know, who can offer that? Well, any therapist that completes a level one training by the IFS Institute can hold themselves out as offering IFS therapy. But I think the best professional to look for offering IFS therapy is one that's fully certified in, in IFS therapy. But it, it's important to know if you get on the IFS uh, Institute site that most of the professionals there that are offering IFS therapy are not certified. Only a minority of therapists or practitioners offering IFS therapy are certified. So that's a, a real important distinction. Becoming uh, fully uh, certified as an IFS practitioner or therapist requires, you know, a little bit of effort. You've got to complete a level one and a level two training. You need to be supervised by an IFS trainer for 10 to 20 hours. You've got to complete over 200 hours of IFS therapy with clients and then submit a demo that demonstrates your full understanding uh, of that process. You know, it's a costly and a lengthy uh, process to go through. The average certification process, you know, takes over 15 months. I think I went through it very quick, <laughs> quickly because I had nothing else to do during the pandemic. And I'm guessing it costs around $10,000, hard dollars, which doesn't include the professional's loss of income from being away from their practice, assuming most people that go through IFS certification are therapists with therapy practices. I'd estimate that costs another fifteen dollars to $20,000 in lost income. And then once you become certified, you've got to complete continuing education requirements to maintain that certification. So it's not surprising that not all therapists or practitioners that offer IFS will choose to undertake becoming certified. Only about 20 to 25% of those who have completed a level one training and thereby can offer IFS therapy go on to be fully certified. Now here's, here's the catch. Now it's not a catch, here's the deal. Becoming certified in IFS therapy is accessible to every certified financial therapist, regardless if they have a graduate degree in mental health counseling or are licensed as a therapist. The IFS process and the training is really very specific. It really requires getting oneself out of the way, dropping one's agenda 
on steroids and following a very specific modality. So while becoming certified requires a lot of skill in applying the IFS model, it does not require a postgraduate degree in mental health counseling. So hence, you are a certified IFS therapist. If you're a therapist, master's degree, or a certified IFS practitioner if you are not a licensed therapist. So IFS uh, certification gives the certified financial therapist that doesn't have a postgraduate degree in mental health counseling, an evidence-based model of therapy that can really enhance the financial therapy process. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could go on and on and on. So let me let me hit this. You know, is family systems therapy effective? All right. As I said, it was designed as an evidence-based treatment. While a lot of the evidence regarding the efficacy of IFS is anecdotal, there have been some major research studies that have been done and are ongoing that will hopefully provide scientific evidence to support what IFS therapists constantly see. And this is really typical in in any modality is first practitioners go, you know, this really works. And then the academicians and researchers come in to prove what the practitioners suspect that it really works. Maybe a number of you are familiar with Bessel van der Kolk. He's a Dutch psychiatrist and one of the leading researchers on trauma. He strongly backed IFS in his uh, book, and the book is The Body Keeps the Score. In fact, that's when I first learned of IFS was reading that book, and I thought it <laughs> sounded pretty crazy to me. <laughs> but Vanderkolk, you know, he's a pretty credible guy, and um, in the book he detailed using IFS with uh, his clients that were suffering from, from trauma. And then a, there's another um, individual named Frank Anderson. He's a psychiatrist and one of the leading mental health professionals that's um, done a lot of research on, on the brain, how the brain works. And he's a big champion of IFS. So those are, are some notable folks that um, are supporting IFS. Some of the studies done in 2015, the National Registry of Evidence-Based Practices and Programs recognized IFS as an evidence-based psychology or psychotherapy model. They said it was basically an effective treatment for improving general functioning and well-being, and especially in regards with clients with chronic pain. Just a number of things. Uh, in 2016, there was another study done by the Journal of Marital and Family Therapy that demonstrated the effectiveness of IFS in treating depression. And they focused on uh, women in college that had tried CBT and her personal psychology and medications without a lot of success. And IFS was found to really help reduce uh, the depression that a lot of them were experiencing. 
So they said, uh, you know, IFS provided preliminary evidence for the efficacy of IFS in treatment of uh, depressive symptoms. So that was good. And in 2018, there was a small pilot study that had promising results. The 13 participants that were diagnosed with post-traumatic stress syndrome, PTSD, and who did 16 sessions of IFS, only one of them still qualified for the diagnosis at the end of the study, meaning 92% of the participants no longer met the criteria for PTSD. So, and like I said, again, hearsay evidence, but I have personally done four and a half years of weekly um, IFS therapy myself. And I started in therapy 30 years ago, maybe. And I just have to say it's one of the most effective modalities that I've ever used. And I have had uh, some incredible successes uh, personally in using this. And when I first started using it, I had no, no intention of using this with financial therapy. None whatsoever. It didn't occur to me that maybe IFS could be used when I uh, started doing my own training, which was really just to inform myself more on IFS. And... Uh, the last week of my level one training, I kind of got the aha that maybe this could be done. Now, there's a lot of nuances in doing IFS and form financial therapy. It's, it has a different component from your normal IFS therapy because you're bringing a specific issue, which is money, right? Our finances. And so that is where I didn't know if, if it could be combined successfully or not. But I, I think I am on the positive side of that. So, so I could go on and on, and maybe I will <laughs> in another podcast, you know, just talking about how IFS might be different from other um, therapy options and more of the core competencies or uh, factors of IFS. But I am out of time. So thanks uh, for joining me. And I look forward to uh, being with you again in another episode. Thanks for joining me, Rick Kaler, for another episode of Financial Therapy. It's not just about the money. This is where I combine the nuts and bolts of financial advice with the emotions that drive making them. Remember, every financial behavior, whether it appears illogical to you or others, makes perfect sense when we understand the underlying beliefs feelings, and thoughts. Sign up for my weekly blog at financialawakenings.com. I hope you'll join me again for our next episode.